Hey guys, Rob Bass here. Just wanted to let you know that if you like our podcast and want to support us, be sure to check us out at patreon.com slash geekcastlive. That is P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash geekcastlive. Geekcast Joe here. If you enjoy our show, be sure to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. You can find us every Saturday morning on iTunes, Facebook, and Twitter. Just search Geekcast Live. Hello, friends. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash geekcastlive. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hey, Knuckleheads, GCR here telling you to get over to DeathWishCoffee.com. Use our discount code GEEKCAST to save 15% on coffee, mugs, and Deathwish Coffee merchandise. Thank me later. It's a trap! Knuckleheads, welcome to episode 335 of the GeekCast uh, Podcast. Shit, fucking shit. <laughs> I'm your host, GCR, and with me, as always, there's, there's no Rob. Uh, uh, not Rob Base. And Cartoon Joe. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey. How, how are you? Sup? Oh, you know, 20th century-ish. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was the 21st century. Like Fox? Is it not the 21st century? What? Like like socks? Like Fox? You know, like oh. 20th century Fox? Yes. Yeah. Like is, or Matthew Fox? Is it not the 21st century? But that's not the name of the production company, and Joe didn't say 21st century. No, I know. I would oh. just, I, I don't know. Just kind Did of they throw in like a, ah, like a conjecture out there, like a, hey, is it? I don't know. Did yes. change over? This no? would be the twenty-first. I thought so. Okay. For for almost seventeen years. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh shit. I kind but of just feel. Saying. I kind of feel out of it tonight. No, oh, I'm super. I'm super out of it. Could be because I'm once again find myself in Michigan. Searching for Leo Delvant or whatever the fuck that guy's name is. Um, uh, oh, uh, 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 Leo Stephen. That or guy. Leo Stephen. I think it was. No, there's, it's a V. Oh, okay. You know, I I should have backed him. You shouldn't have. I should have. You still have time, don't you? I think so. I think there's like 16 hours left or something like that. I should... You'd be contributing to the plague myth that has infected this state since. The late, I don't know, late 1990s, when <laughs> the myth was propagated that Michigan white dudes could be good rappers because there was one phenomenal Michigan white rapper. This guy, though, see, the thing is, is he, let's say, let's say, flight of fancy with me, he's super talented at, his, at, huh. at the rap game. Just, just ride this wave with me. I'm surfing with you. He's super talented. So he says, 
I'm going to get my album going. I'm going to crowdfund. I'm going to get a Kickstarter. His absolute lack of understanding of Kickstarter is tremendous. But as far as entertainment value for me, yes, I get much, much more joy out of his bumbling through the interweb than I would ever out of anybody's musical performance. You would think if you were that said, if you were Leo the, DeRocher and you're this majestic white rapper from Michigan, that you would DeRocher, <laughs> that you would you would maybe have a video of you, you know, spitting game. Instead, it's just a, an, or even an audio track. It's just a still picture of him at like at his grandma's house, in a in a fucking. I think he's wearing two polo shirts. No, it's one of those Fourth of July muscle tanks. I oh, think that he's wearing. You're probably not wrong. Is he? Is he wearing a ball cap? Of he's course, a with cap. a stiff brim. Right. Mm-hmm. Here's here's the here's the fly yeah. in your Big in your gin and tonic Dion. there, friend. And this goes out to all of you. Um, YouTubers, especially parents, if to your query, Ryan, if you are in fact super talented at anything, uh, painting, um, beatboxing, math, if you are super talented, someone's going to know you're going to be found out pretty early on, but YouTube exists for marginal talent and Kickstarter sometimes, but mostly YouTube, to shamelessly attempt to self-promote themselves into some crusty fringe pseudo-fame. And uh, I don't like it. So, Hey, so how's our YouTube channel going? Yeah, our YouTube channel. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, our episodes do come out on YouTube now. Um, <laughs> That's fine, but we're not we're not trying to sell our episodes or convince anyone that we are like, hey, you need to... Hey, Fox Searchlight, you really need to pick up the GeekCast Live and, and make us into a TV show. But Fox you know, Searchlight, if you're listening, right? feel free look, to pick look, us look. up and turn us Like and subscribe. <laughs> make us into a TV show where it's just uh, – just fly us to a place where we record all 50 episodes in like uh, three days. Um, mm-hmm. And then you just cut us. It's like, like the Don's Plum of podcasts, right? Right. You could give give me and Joe and a wet actor is going to sequester us from reaching our true potential. <laughs> yep. Katie Lang is going to stifle us. Strut <laughs> walk strikes again. Oh God! So no. that got off the rails quickly. I'm sorry. I just i i hate i hate hey, the theater of the absurd that is the marginally up. to no talented folk. I, I just you should definitely do it because the the I'm with you. The goal is forty thousand, and he only has one pledge spot at five hundred dollars. That's what open. I'm saying. I could be his sole backer and back five hundred dollars, and he won't he won't be successful in his Kickstarter, and I won't be on the hook for any dollar bills. Mm-hmm. Is that how that works? If you don't hit your if your goal, well, that's the, nobody's. That's what I'm saying. His his total ineptitude of of he wants forty thousand dollars. He has one. Pledge, he has one pledge spot for five hundred bucks, and I believe it's limited at only. There's only one of them. Yep. What's What's extra funny about that is that I slash we at the Geekcast Live, we know a, a white tier two Michigan rapper who managed to put together at least something that can be listened to for about forty dollars. Right. So fuck you, Leo 
Stefan and your dreams of like a Dodge Charger. But that's the, that's the thing though is that he – like if it was, hey, I've got just one pledge tier and it's 500 bucks and I'm going to need 80 people to back me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is what? Only $8,000 or $4,000? No, you were right. No, I was right. That would be eight, not 80. It, but he has it to where like only one person can back him and the most they can back is 500 bucks. He made it to where he can't have he cannot have a successful Kickstarter unless one person decides to just like angel invest forty k. Yep. He his his total lack of I don't know like if he was it would make more sense if he was like hey I'm trying to get my album off the ground I want five hundred dollars and I have one spot available at five hundred dollars. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. That maths out. <laughs> right. So anyway, we, we have we do have a guest that's coming on here in, in a little bit. So let's do the do review and stop talking about Leo Spetsnaz. Yeah. Um, like a so. Russian special forces? Yep. Yep. He, that's exactly what I was going with. It's actually a really good transition. I back so that. We're going to talk about the Russian superhero movie. Hey, Segway. Look at that, guys. Why do we not have any sound drops? Movie. We finally mastered it. I'm Fox Searchlight's not going to want a piece of us. I'm watching sound drops. I'm, 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 I'm working. On, <laughs> I'm working. That's on like sound a, so that's some real bad beat poetry <laughs> song right there. I'm, I'm watching, watching sound drops. drops. <laughs> and there we have our show title. <laughs> So, Joe, the do review is yours this week. Yeah, and uh, so uh, for whatever reason, some Russian company called Enjoy Movies uh, decided that they needed to make a superhero movie based not on a comic book, but on all of the American superhero movies that have come out so far, but make it super Russian. It's tremendous. Um, yeah, it, it I, really, I love, it really looks great. I love that they didn't even really take good care to like um, dub it good. No, like the lips and the words, mm-mm, they don't work. No, it's awful. And are there no better voiceover actors that can be had on a limited budget? I nope. guess not. I'm not. I don't have. I don't have a, a voice for radio per se. But I'm pretty sure I could do General Gavilny, you know, better than whatever clown dick they've got to do an American accent. They on got. Voiceover. They got like. Uh, apparently, there's four Russian Vin Diesels, <laughs> and, they, and they were all hired to do the voiceover work on this show, mm-hmm. <laughs> including mm-hmm. for the female and, lead and one. Right, including female a female Vin Diesel to do that. Veronica Diesel. Veronica, yes. I don't even know where to begin. Joe, I, I guess I right. shouldn't hijack your segment, but I, I have many thoughts. So do um, I, but go ahead. <laughs> I mostly have questions. Well, the, oh, there's questions. I mean, it, on the one hand, it's laughable because it's not tongue-in-cheek. It's just... <laughs> like a really a blatant knockoff. But on the other hand, it appears to be pretty well shot. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not talking about the plot or the dialogue. I don't know about that, but I mean, the, from what I can see, the, the film work and the cinematography is like an actual movie that I would probably watch. 
if I, you know, so I'm intrigued in that aspect. If it really was made on a $5 million budget, that's pretty sp- spectacular. Right. Uh, but I think my favorite – my question is, why in the savory hell, because I love Cracked, why are they doing like a like a chop film thing? You know what I'm talking did, – did you catch that? Like the film is is their film, not the film of the movie, but the, the Cracked film is all like cutting room floor chopped up. Like the sc- – <laughs> The, the the screen changes just a little bit every five seconds. Like they they took out ten minutes. Mm, I don't know. Did, did you notice that? Like it's 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 all choppy. Yeah, it's weird. I did. I'm, that's, I'm that's really lazy for for cracked production. I, I thought I had some weird like uh, internet connection. Uh, I, I think it's because that's the first time that the uh, the gentleman in the middle uh, was on video, <laughs> and so I, I think that they were probably just going to the best bits. <laughs> That could be, but I would have thought they could have done that a little more seamlessly. I was yeah, but if they were going to do that, they would have start with getting him a nice T-shirt instead of the uh, the, the one I'm a big guy and can only afford this shirt. (laughs) And and (laughs) it it looks like he spilt some dinty more microwave cup on it. (laughs) Or he's got like sweaty boob rash. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Bless him. I thought. I thought maybe what they were doing is they were. Because like it's the Russian Avengers, maybe they just edited their show like it was edited by the Russian Avengers, like like a real meta joke. I didn't. But I it could be. Sure. I don't. Guardians. I I do love the fact that they were like uh, like what should what should we call it? I don't know. Just Guardians. That sounds that sounds American. That yeah, Americans will watch that. <laughs> And then they they have they got Guile from Street Fighter to be like the main, like he's like a man bear. Yeah, <laughs> which is awesome. And he can turn out. My favorite thing about it is that there's already a wiki about this movie, and and like it's it's totally detailed. There's all this information, and and part of that is that man bear Ursus, and I love that his name is Ursus. Um, he can turn any part of himself into a bear. mm Hmm. Like just as so like penis. Pinky toe? Yeah, right. Exactly. Bear wang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bear wang. You could do that. Well, I'm thinking about at the end of nights when we record, tweeting out the options for this week's episode and, and just letting the, the... Voting? Yeah. You know, like uh, like retweet if you want uh, Veronica Diesel, Russian dub master, or, <laughs> or like if you want the episode to be called Bear wang. <laughs> mm-hmm. my favorite part of the cracked review was the part where he says i want to see their bucky fight other bucky <laughs> <laughs> what's interesting about this show is that you know what's going to happen is that it this movie will almost be uh it'll be like backwards evolved into comic books right you'll actually retro see, comic right it'll be retro comic where you'll see like um like uh, Marvel um you know like DC Rebirth number seventeen where Superman's shaking hands with Ursus. Right. Yeah, in, enjoy movies made this for five mil and then sells the rights to Marvel or DC for like fifty mil. Right. The rights to 
man bear and land man and <laughs> yeah, water it's like, chick it's, it's, and it's sword knock guy. and and water girl and um Gavelny Bucky. Right, it's it's Gavelny Bucky. Uh then there's a there's an earthbender. Bucky Venovich or Bucky, Bucky how does that work? Bucky Venovich. Yes. Love it. Bucky Venovich. I, I wonder see. if he's being played by Sebastian Cizak. <laughs> That'd be neat. Can only hope. I want to see our Bucky fight their Bucky. <laughs> if that was a movie, though, that I could just get on Netflix, I would absolutely watch it. I wouldn't pay cinema theater prices for it, you know, but I would watch that. That yeah. action scene looked pretty cool. It will be. I, uh, I just pulled up watched. the wiki. Uh, it's actually, it's it's very expensive in Russian money. Five mil? Uh, it's like 330 million rubles. It's a lot of rubles. Or, or whatever it is they use. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not Iron sure. bricks. Pipes. Yep. Lead pipe. <laughs> I love whoever wrote this wiki. I'd like to shake their hands. <laughs> Read me an excerpt if you could. A good one. Find, find Sanzar Madia as Khan Windman. Hey, hey, what do we what should we call this guy? Uh what does he do? Well he controls the wind. Uh uh Windman sounds good. Yeah. yeah. Con wind. It might yeah. just be con. I don't I can't tell with the formatting what they're going for here. <laughs> but I love masterfully skilled with all kinds of blades, as well as with many kinds of martial arts. Along with the with other blades, he is primarily armed with twin crescent-like blades, each of which resemble a scimitar, scythe, or sickle, and can be joined at the hilts to form a double-bladed weapon. Yeah. Like the rest of the team, he was given a costume, a special costume, to increase his effectiveness and abilities. Yeah. Stanislav Shirin is playing August Kuratov. Ed Sheeran's playing... August Something with a camel toe. Ed Sheeran mm-hmm. is August Camel Toe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is, <laughs> yep. yep. Show titles are just falling out of the fucking sky. Make that happen. <laughs> Ursus <laughs> is a type of berserker or werebear. <laughs> Go either way. <laughs> if berserker werebear isn't the next D&D character I make... <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna multi-class. I want to be a uh, I want to be uh, a berserker, but um, he's also a werebear. Uh, uh, let's see. This transformation ability can allow him to seamlessly alter his size, bulk, and musculature, and transform himself into a burly humanoid. <laughs> burly humanoid. Like if you don't want to go, love- if you don't want to go full bear, right. You just become just like a like a bit bigger mm-hmm. of a regular dude. That's funny. When, is this being released here in the states? <laughs> this is sorry. I don't know. Give me one second here. With this, no normal person can physically overpower him, and he is immune to their strength. <laughs> I just that sentence stuck out stuck out to me. I had to share it. What does that mean? Immune to their strength? I I don't know. <laughs> Like it doesn't like when when they strength about him, he doesn't burn. Or... I guess, I guess, but it's only when he's in full bear form. He can't not when he's half bear. Hmm. Huh. Yep. 
immune to their strength, like it's a plague. Yep. Like if he walked on the Muscle Beach, he wouldn't have to avert his eyes. Mm-hmm. He's immune. Yeah, their strength doesn't affect him. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yeah, I wonder if that some, means like some liberties there. character or... Like, is it just their physical strength? No, well, I could... No, it's I his moral it's code. It could be the strength of their resolve. Right. That's very Russian, I think, to be able mm-hmm. to defeat someone's strength of resolve. Right, it's very Rasputin of him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I think my favorite here, Sebastian Cizak as Lur. What's his name? It's Lur. L-E-R. Okay. That's all I got. Hmm. Okay, that's all. Uh, that Too was bad. it. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I will post... Uh, I will post both the cracked review of the trailer and the trailer in the show notes this week, um, as well as a link to the Kickstarter for Leo DeRocher. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I thought it was a good, I thought it was a worthwhile do review. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I am looking here. It's on their wiki is as release dates. And then it only has one and it's February 23rd, 2017. If it's only available overseas, are we going? Going to download it from the internet where yes. somebody has no yes. doubt. Yeah, yeah, yes. definitely. Right. Okay. I mean, I did it for Batman versus Superman. I don't know why I wouldn't do it for a Russian movie. <laughs> well, because you also, I mean, I don't know if they take digital rubles. That's true. So you'd have to do it on the black web anyway. Oh, Joe's still been hoarding. He's been hoarding Bitcoin. I don't even understand Bitcoin. Which is worth less than a ruble, but... Yeah, right now. Ugh. Oh, did Bitcoin tank? Well, it wasn't real, so yes. It's hard to... It's, it's, how, do you, how do you inflate the value of, of fake currency? I don't... Print more of it, all of the Fed? I guess, as, I guess as long as you had people willing to accept it as payment... You could do it. I guess that's where yeah. that's where Bitcoin derives its value. I guess. <laughs> anyway, enough of my yakking. We do have a guest this week. Thank I'm God. excited. And uh, no, it's uh, it's. Uh, do you do you have do you have the master question list? Uh, yeah. Oh shit! Oh shit! Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. No, no. <laughs> Hey, look, Rob's not here to ask him hard questions like, like, uh, what's he, your muse? What did you Sorry, eat Rob. while you were on your <laughs> sabbatical? <laughs> yeah, for 20 years, for the last 20 years, what have you eaten? <laughs> Hashtag fake Rob questions. For the last 20 years, what have you eaten? Ed, are you there? You're like the Mortal Kombat. Oh, Something's out there. Literary and I think there should be a standard. Uh, we should come up with a list of about four questions that we ask every guest just to get their their gauge. And I think Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat is one of those questions. I think mm-hmm. we start with that to let them know that we're serious about our craft and we're not here to just lob <laughs> softballs at them. Right. Armageddon or Deep Impact? No, Joe. No, never that. All right. I was just trying. 
It's always Armageddon, Joe. I, well, I know that, but... Elijah Wood or McCulloch Kelkin? <laughs> That's not the same guy? No, they're the same person. I'm trying to find ninjas versus mutants or ninjas versus monsters. Toby Maguire or Jake Gyllenhaal? Hmm. Where are you, ninjas v. monsters? Are we connecting? Do we want to talk about other things? Uh, yeah, we should. We should uh, probably talk about other things. I am trying to get him on the phone now. Uh, Skype is fine. A, a right bugger. In the in the English. Uh, bugger to bugger, mm-hmm. one of the Eng- of the English buggers, right? As, as they're wont to mm-hmm. do. Of the, uh, Buggery, not of the Yorkshire buggers. Yorkshire buggers, <laughs> of the Yorkshire buggers. That's so funny. <laughs> Most Yorkshire things are like pudding. Oh, that's the worst. Speaking of, I, I'm gonna have to. Bug you you've got us. You've got a speaking for Yorkshire pudding segue. I've got a. I've got to uh, bug you guys again about, a but podcast, not bugger, a podcast that you should be listening to. If you're not, well, I am going to oh. call. <laughs> In that case, forget your podcast. <laughs> we got work to do. Interesting. Hello, so, Ed. Whoa. There we are. There you go. Skype was being right. just a prick. Just being bad. <laughs> How that's, are you, sir? That's what... I'm good. How are you guys doing? Good. I, I am uh, Fantastic. I am Ryan. I'm, I'm the guy who's been bugging you. All right, Ryan. How are you? Good. good. This is Nick. Nick? Not bugging you or, yeah. yeah. Not yet. <laughs> no. Well, Ryan's been making buggery jokes, and I was going to just not going to yeah, let, yeah, it, not, let right, it go. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's bad. It's Thanks bad. for having me on, man. No problem. No problem. Our pleasure. And I'm Joe. I'm just hey, here. Joe, I know. I knew there was another one, man. I just thought maybe that you, they didn't let you talk. No, no that's I, our fourth guy that we don't let talk. Rob, Silent Rob. Is, I don't. Silent Rob. All right. Cool, man. So we're going to um, – uh, we have some questions for you because you're you're a guy that uh, is uh, worth asking questions to. Well, thank you, thank you. So, uh, before I have you introduce yourself to our listeners, I just want to know: Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat? Ah, that's a tough one, man. That's a tough one. Uh, I guess Street Fighter. I think by the time Mortal Kombat came around, I was not in. I was not doing the video game things as much. So Street Fighter. And did you have a go-to character when you were in your Street Fighter phase? No, I didn't, man. I did not. What, what did you? Did you guys have characters? Who'd you guys go with? We had you pegged for like a Dahlsim guy, but we that was just shooting from the hip. So I was a. I was a. Guile. Guile. Yeah, I had the flat top. So. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It just it seemed natural for me to to go to the guy with the flat top. Anyway, <laughs> now that see that's the kind of dumb questions we ask around here. Um, for our listeners who don't know who you are, if you want to give us your uh, your ten second bio. I am uh, Ed Sanchez, and I'm a. Um a filmmaker, and uh, I have a very large Star Wars collection. 
And that's pretty Not much a boy. It. That's pretty much it. Toys? Yeah, all kinds of crap. Well, there's no such thing as crap when you're talking about the Star Wars universe. True, 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 true. No, I got all kinds of stuff, you know, like from toiletries to, um, you know, combs and, uh, you know, uh, storage box. I mean, you know, it's just action figures, everything. I just buy, like now it's like it's impossible to buy everything. So I just kind of buy the the stuff that I can uh, display in my basement. But uh, it's, it's still, I'm, such, I'm so addicted to it, man. Are you like a like hardcore collector where it's all in the original packaging, or do you actually like uh, you know I, I, enjoy I, I, your collection? I usually I usually open it. I mean, there's very few things these days that I don't uh, that I don't open. But back in the day when I started, I um, yeah, like I got all the I got like probably ninety five percent of all the original fi- uh, figures and you know, in the, in the boxes and all the different variations and on the different cards and all that crap. But, um, but yeah, so, but it's, it's a lot of fun. I still love doing it. I, I wish I, I honestly wish I could do it full time. I wish I had like a star Wars museum somewhere and I could be like the, uh, the curator. And then, Don't and we just, all? you know, that's like a, like a, like a dream come true. You know, did you, did you like episode, uh, seven? I did like it. I like, you know, I like that it's it's a uh, it's a Star Wars movie, and I thought it was, you know, just technically and just really well directed, and you know, um, you know, it was exciting. I just I wish they would have laid off the the remake thing a little bit more, but I still enjoyed it quite a bit. Watched it like three times in the theater, and I got it on Blu-ray. So I was yeah, you didn't want to you didn't want to see yet another world destroying weapon that had yeah, to be uh, sabotaged yeah. at the last second yeah and a lot of things like i said like as soon as i uh, as soon as uh the poe dameron has that little thing and he put the map and he puts it in bb-8's little body i'm like oh you know i mean like you have to be like that uh I don't know. It's just it, it just took too many beats too too early, and but it was you know I mean it, it you know it's a Star Wars movie, man. How can you complain about it too much? You know what I mean? I was actually I was gonna. Ask well, we you. did. We we yeah. complained and pretty much said exactly that when we did our little take on it. You know, we all love it. We're Star Wars guys through and through. But we had pretty much the same reaction. Like I wish there was a little less like internal cringing at certain points. You know? Yeah, and and I think that like they could have done like such a cool thing with like the old characters. Like I think Leia and Han were, you know, I mean, I don't know. I just couldn't get into it. It didn't seem like they were real, like they had actually like like anything had happened. You know what I mean? Because they were just reliving the same damn beats I'd already seen them doing. You know? Well, and Leia like, wasn't real. They actually, I think they animated Carrie Fisher's corpse to <laughs> trot it her out there. Animatron that's style. Not, that's not nice, man. Well, no, but I mean, she's plastic face. Now, all right, so take Star Wars and something that's like your passion out of it. As a filmmaker, can you go to the movies and just enjoy watching a movie or just like your internal filmmaker eye just sort of – You stole my question. Not let, you, not let you suspend your disbelief enough to enjoy anything. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's very rare where you go to a movie and you're you – know, I'm completely swept away. You know what I mean? Um, unfortunately. Um, but uh, yeah, because you're always like looking at you know technique and – Oh, I could have done that better or God, I could never do that or, you know, something in between. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and then you're like, you see a sequence and you're, 
you know, it kind of stays in your head and you're like, how the hell they do that sequence? You know what I mean? And you kind of keep wondering about it as the rest of the film is, is moving forward. So, but, uh, but I love, I still love, I love going to the movies and, uh, it, uh, you know, it's still uh, it's still one of the lo- eating popcorn and, you know, Diet Coke is just one of the best combinations sitting in a seat in a dark room. It's just one of the best combinations uh, that you can ever have. You know, that's cool. I'm glad you can still enjoy the whole cinematic experience. I don't think that'd be. Tough. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, uh, it was just <clears throat> excuse me. It uh, at the Toronto Film Festival, there was a movie called Raw. Yeah, I've been reading stuff about it. You, you, so you heard that there was people. It's a movie about cannibalism, and uh, uh, people fainted. An ambulance had to come take people away. And, what? Yeah, and people, yeah, yeah. People are saying that um, it, it was very reminiscent of Black back when Blair Witch came out, where it's almost like guerrilla marketing. Like, did people actually faint, or was this all put on? Yeah, you know, to gin up uh, viewers for the movie, just like when the Blair Witch came out. I remember, I mean, I remember when that came out. Um, it was before social media, and so everybody knew a guy who knew a guy who had a cousin who knew that this was actually real footage, and you had yeah. no way to second guess that. And I didn't know if you had. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you had heard the story because it corroborates it for me that it actually happened, and I didn't dream it, but. Uh, What's what's your thoughts on that? On the on people fainting in a movie? On people fainting in the movie? On on kind of the lost art of marketing the movie in, in um, an age where you know you just got to rely on trailers and internet. Yeah, no, I mean, I think I I mean, I think it's just so hard, you know, with all the social media. Like, you know, you can't like you can't fool anybody. You know what I mean? Um, and, and everybody's like so. Uh, you know, skeptical about everything. Like even I'm skeptical. It's like, well, you know, people, I, I, um, the guy who runs, um, the midnight section, the, the, uh, the horror section at, at Toronto, at TIFF, uh, Colin Geddes said that, um, that people, you know, in the, during the festival, people faint all the time in during movies because they, they watch like, you know, eight movies a day or whatever, and they don't eat right. And they don't, you know, drink enough water and, um, so he gave, you know, he gave like the kind of the official, you know, like this happens all the time thing, but if it's a marketing s- scam, then, you know, good for them, man. I mean, you know, you, you got to do something, you know, well, a movie like you got, there can never be a movie like Blair Witch again. I mean, what you guys did back then, it, it can't be duplicated. Yeah. Yeah. Because, and then just because of the internet, you know what I mean? Correct. It's correct. Uh, the, the internet back then was just the right size to like spread spread the misinformation right um but there was no real there's no real place to kind of ch- there's no snopes correct you know I mean? well al gore wasn't done debugging it yet so yes true <laughs> <laughs> yeah so but but uh you know but yeah so now you know nowadays you just go to snopes and somebody's you know, either debunked it or, or written something about it. So with, um, with that yeah, in mind, just, you know, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead, man. I was just start to, I was starting to babble. No, we, we encourage that highly on this program. All right, I was babble. just having, I was having a run on thought to that because 
I guess just researching that you were coming on and doing a little bit of digging into, you know, the, the pre-production of Blair Witch. I mean, clearly you guys had a plan. It wasn't, you know, thrown together, but at what point, you know, after the release early on, did you kind of know that, that you were onto something that it, that it hit a vein? Um, it, it was, I mean, you know, I don't know, man, there was, there's like so many, like, you know, little moments and then, that became bigger moments. And then it just kind of, it was like a snowball, you know, just, you know, rolling down a hill. It was just like crazy. Uh, it, it was just one crazy thing after another. But I think early on, I mean, really, man, honestly, like when we got into Sundance, you know, I thought that it was kind of a sign. And I think we all did. You know what I mean? Like we, none of, none of us had ever made a film that had gotten into Sundance. And, um, you know, this is 99. So, you know, it was like, we knew Sundance was like, you know, that was, that was the place to be for this kind of film. You know what I mean? For us, for independent film. And, um, so, you know, we, we knew we had something, you know, special. And then there was other film festivals that we, cause we submitted to, you know, multiple film festivals and every festival we submitted to was like really eager to, to grab us, you know? And, uh, well, you know, we went with Sundance and uh, so, you know, at that point it became something where we're like, yeah, you know, I mean, at least it's been, you know, validated by some, by people that, you know, you know, I guess tastemakers, I guess you could say that, you know, the Sundance programmers definitely, you know, they, <laughs> it's a good uh, way to put it. Yeah. They're tastemakers. Like, you know, the films they choose a lot of times become, you know, huge, whatever. So, um, that was really the first time that, you know, outside of our little bubble in Orlando, that we, you know, saw it and, and we, and we had seen glimpses of it, like on, you know, when, when we put the, cause by that time we had a website up and there's a lot of enthusiasm on the website, you know, like from people that, you know, obviously we didn't know all over the country, all over the world. There was, you know, a couple of fans from Australia, um, back then. I mean, it was just like all over the place. And, uh, and, you know, in this site, we had this little site that we never, you know, we didn't, there was no Facebook or there's, this is before YouTube. I mean, this is before everything, man. And, um, you know, we, there's, we didn't, we couldn't market it. We just put the website up and then put the link up on a couple of discussion boards that we were members of. And then that was the end of it. And people, there's just a lot of hunger for like the mythology. And I started putting up Heather's journal a couple of pages at a time. And people were like, just, you know, tuning in for when the next two pages were going to be published. It was just crazy, man. Um, so we, you know, but, but that was, you know, that was, in, you know, that was just fans, you know what I mean? So we didn't know, you know, how it was going to do kind of in the mainstream really until, you know, Sundance was our first kind of indication that something huge could have ha you know, could be happening, you know? I'm, I'm not a film historian, so if I'm wrong, please correct me. Did, did Blair, uh, did, is... Was Blair Witch a first of its kind? I mean, did you create a new genre of film? I mean, can you say that that it was it was uh, no, this is the genesis no, of it? No, because I think that you know it had been done before. Uh, you mean? I mean, I think that Blair definitely has its place because it was like a found footage movie. You know, now it's called found footage, but back then it was just you know it was you know we had seen it. You know, Dan and I had seen it and in the movies that we kind of grew up loving, like, you know, like this, like that TV show in search of and the movie legend of Boggy Creek and 
chair of the gods and you know even even search for noah's ark like was this creepy ass like pseudo documentary that used to creep me out when the commercials would come on you know just the idea of like of documentaries being you know examining like mysterious things which was the you know the beginning of the genesis of blair witch um so it had been done before um you know it was just that you know, we happened to hit it at the right time with the right story and the right actors and, and everything kind of lined up, you know what I mean? Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, it, it, you know, I think for that reason, it was just kind of this, you know, like this phenomenon that, you know, that none of, nobody of, none of us who were involved, like really knew what the hell was going on. You know, we just kind of, you know, held on for, you know, and, and just and tried to enjoy the ride as much as we could. I think that's got to be one of the coolest things. I mean, as an artist, not that, you know, we have anything comparable, you know, but to almost, and I mean, you obviously set out with a mission and you created a piece of art that you were proud of, but to kind of almost accidentally stumble upon, you know, making something that turns out to be, you know, a benchmark piece, uh, you know, a piece of, of Americana yeah. almost, you know, you got, you have something timeless that you're a part of now. You know, whether it started out as that being the plan, it probably wasn't. But I just think that's a super cool yeah, no, way I that things I mean, break. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, and you know, and, on, and I, you know, I'm very, uh, you know, we're all of us that were involved were very blessed. And I think that, um, you know, I, I feel really, you know, fortunate. I, I wake up every morning and thank, you know, the Blair Witch for my life, you know, for the life I have, you know. So, uh, but, but, uh, but yeah, and, you know, and, and we all, I think everybody involved realizes that, you know, it was, you know, we just caught lightning in a bottle, you know what I mean? And, um, and it was just one of those things that just, you know, I guess almost was like meant to be, you know I mean, well, segue off of that. Um, tell us a little bit about this latest project. What the, the new one, the new, Blair yeah. Witch yeah. Oh, it's awesome. No, it's, it's good, man. It's uh, a film that um, we knew about a couple of years ago. And we had to keep quiet, um, and um, we were pretty excited when we when they told us that they wanted to get uh, Adam and Simon, Adam Wingard and Simon Barrett, to write and direct it. And we knew those guys from um, a movie we did called VHS Two that we did Sundance together. And, uh, and a couple of other festivals and we became friends and we were just kind of, you know, and we realized like they had, you know, first of all, they had a lot of talent and also they had a lot of passion and they really loved, you know, they were, they talked about Blair Witch a lot, you know, they, they genuinely loved Blair Witch. So it was cool, you know, just like probably barely a month later, maybe two months after Sundance, you know, they sit us down and they say, Hey, we want these guys to do it. And, um, you know, we, we, you know, it was a weird thing, you know, having to, to, um, you know, give your blessing to, sure you know, to, to, it's almost like giving, I said, I've said it a million times, like giving your daughter away. You know what I mean? Like, you know, um, but you know, I think so, yeah, both, it's like 20 years later, it's, you know, you're not, you're not yeah. far off, you know? Yeah. And so, and, um, but you know, we were like, yeah, man, I mean, if, if anybody's, if anybody's going to do a Blair Witch movie, these guys are the ones that should be doing it, you know? And, um, and then they went off and wrote it and then sent us, you know, uh, a, a couple of drafts and we gave them notes and, and, you know, and they just kind of, you know, they went off and, and, and did it on, on their own a little bit of input from us, but very minimal. And, uh, and then they, you know, um, 
you know, a couple years after we, I guess, I guess maybe like a year and a half. I, I, I don't know exactly. I can't remember. Probably about a year and a half afterwards, we go in and we see the movie and it's freaking, you know, it's the sequel to Blair Witch. You know, it, it was, it, it really is the, it really is a true sequel. You know, um, I, you know, I know that the, the, uh, book of shadows is a, um, kind of a controversial topic to a lot of, uh, to, to some of Blair fans. Um, but you know, but while we felt, you know, Dan and me and Greg and the, the other guys involved in the original, we thought, you know, book of shadows was, you know, it, it was a good film. It was not a bad film, but it just had, it just wasn't really a, the sequel that we were, that we were envisioning for, you know, for our film. And I think Adam and Simon's, you know, just comes much closer to, to being, uh, uh, you know, the thing that we would have, that, 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 you know, we would have loved the scene, you know, and, and our thing was like, you know, we had different ideas for a Blair Witch sequel. We had ideas for prequels or whatever, but we love that Adam and Simon, you know, just kind of took it in a direction that, you know, we would have never taken it in. So it's just cool to see like your, you know, the kernel of your idea kind of, uh, you know, be kind of taken over by, you know, other filmmakers and you know and treated with respect and you know and love and you have this movie that you know um that you can watch so it was cool man i mean w watching it the first time was a little nerve-wracking because you know it was <laughs> like adam and simon were in the room and you know they're friends of ours yeah you and, don't want to yeah. shit on something they did if you don't no, like it but no on the man, other hand you shit. feel like you got to protect what's yours <laughs> yeah i mean it's just it just feels a little weird but um and it took a little while after I watched it to kind of wrap my head around it because it's just so much, you know, it's such a personal thing for me. Okay. Well, uh, on that subject, mm -hmm. when, when you see, when you see like a paranormal activity or one of the thousand like spoofs of Blair Witch, do you want to find those people and shove a trident through their chest? Because I would think you'd want to. Damn, man. Um, no, no, not really. I mean, if no. you don't I mean, own a trident, you could use like a <laughs> shovel or yeah, or like a pitchfork. Pitchfork would work. Pitchfork would be pitchfork. fantastic. Yeah, like a, like, a, like, like a poor man's trident. Yeah, it's like the modern day trident. Really, is what they <laughs> what shit is. Um, no, man. I mean, actually, I know Oren Pelly. Oren Pelly is a friend of mine, and uh, we just did a podcast together a couple of weeks ago. That was a lot of fun. And uh, no, we were both mutual fans you know, of each other's work. And, uh, we, um, uh, you know, you know, no, I mean, absolutely not. I mean, you know, there's always a little bit of jealousy because you're always like, when, like when I saw paranormal activity, I was like, Oh man, you know, I could have <laughs> done that. I think, I think, you know, <laughs> right? I, I mean, I, it's exactly the way I think a lot of people felt about Blair Witch, you know, Oh, I could have done that. Come on. Um, but I just thought it was just such a clever idea. You know what I mean? And it was just executed. You know, the tone was perfect. Um, but, uh, and then the spoofs, I mean, you know, come on, man. I mean, you know, you gotta, you gotta laugh at yourself and you gotta enjoy, I mean, you know, just the idea that they're spoofing you is kind of an honor, you know, isn't it? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Like Great, greatest favorite, favorite flattery. Yeah. Our favorite was when we, uh, when Dan and I ended up on, uh, in mad magazine, they like drew us in the, you know, into the Blair Witch parody. And it was just, you know, it was just crazy. That is, that is a true honor. Yeah. Cause sure. we both, we both grew up, you know, reading that magazine. If you could call mad magazine reading, <laughs> um, but you know, we grew up doing that. So it was just amazing to see us, you know, 
in uh, in Mad Magazine. That was you know quite an honor. Now, were you a were you a white scarecrow or black scarecrow guy? Spy. Yeah. Oh, you mean spy? Yeah. Um, dude, I don't know. I never had. <laughs> How that, was just the first, that was the first Mad Magazine flashback that I had. How is that never... not a movie? Actually, it's like a spy yeah. versus spy movie. Did they? Did they try to do it? Did they? I don't oh, know. I feel like the development thing. You, uh... you need to live action that. Yeah. Just th- uh, we should, or we should let the Russians do it. With like, yeah, it, uh, the, the Russians are on a roll, man. <laughs> the Mad Magazine, the only magazine to actually uh, increase manual uh, like finger dexterity when you had to fold the page yes. and make the A and the B touch to form a completely different picture. Yes. Yeah, I love the Mad the, Magazine. The, uh, the folding combat cover. I haven't that thought of Mad awesome. Ma- Thank you. I haven't thought of Mad Magazine in a very long time. Yeah, mad and cracked and then crazy also was the basically the same damn magazine. But uh yeah, there was a time there where I was reading them all. <laughs> well we are uh we are actually uh having a, a Geek Cast Live movie podcast weekly meetup this Saturday uh in West Lafayette, Indiana, and the group of us are going to go see Blair Witch um uh Saturday Sweet. afternoon. So uh we will we uh We'll let you know what we think. Yeah, let, let me know, man. I, I mean, I think it's uh, you know, I think it's a good film. It's definitely creepy and uh, and scary in the end. Like the last act is just like madness, man. That's all I can say. Well, I I, uh, I revisited Blair Witch with my wife this week, and uh, I remember, you know, I was in high school and went and saw it with a group of people, and it uh, it creeped me the fuck out. So, but of course I knew somebody who knew somebody who heard from their cousin who, you know, that it was real, it was real and and you can't, you couldn't fact check it. And that was the, that was a big mastery of what, what you guys did was that. So, yeah, that was the, uh, that was the distributor, man, because, uh, you know, that we, uh, cause we always felt, I mean, we, we thought that was illegal. (laughs) <laughs> you, know, you know uh but uh, i guess it wasn't but we you know yeah it was a weird thing because we always felt that you know that the hoax thing was going to you know just make a lot of people angry you know what i mean um but you know i mean i think most people um really dug that fact dug the kind of the mystery of it you know they kind of got into it so absolutely besides the the new blair which do you have any other projects that you're working on anything we should I keep am, an eye out for. Yeah, I'm, I'm always doing some. I'm directing a supernatural episode right now. Uh, oh, that'll be That's out awesome. later this, this season. Yeah, yeah, I love doing this show, man. It's the second episode I've done, and they just, I mean, they've been on for like it's like their twelfth season, man. So it's like it just, you know, it's just a it's a really well oiled machine, you know what I mean? And they, and they still get, you know, a lot of good, a lot of viewers, man. That people still yeah, love they, the show. You know, they have a earth. very a very active, very alive fandom. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and then um, I'm doing a, a movie with Blumhouse called Sevenfold. Um, it's been, uh, you know, we've been working on it for a while, and uh, it's finally we. It seems like we finally are ready to to schedule it and uh, actually get a uh, a start date. So pretty happy about that. And then 
trying to do more television. Um, uh, my partner Greg and me are still are trying to uh, actively just get into more television. We have a couple of deals uh, pending, you know. Um, hopefully, we got a couple of a, a pilot into stars, and we're just waiting to see if they're going to go with the series or not. But uh, so we're very excited about stuff like that, and uh, and yeah, just you know, continue to uh, to have fun with it, man. That's I think that's the main thing is. Um, you know, we're still having fun and people are still, are, are still hiring us, which is pretty, you know, that's, <laughs> that's the, that's the key, which is thing. awesome. <laughs> that's the key. You know, people still have to keep hiring you and, uh, you know, and giving you money to make movies. So, so we're still, uh, we're still kicking, man. We're still alive and kicking. It's a good gig if you can get it. Yes, for sure. Absolutely. Well, uh, well, we- we'll keep an eye out. Hopefully we'll see any or all of those projects in the next year Yeah, or so we'll check them out. Well, we wrap up every show with uh, with uh, by asking our guests what they're geeking on this week, and we can either you can either go last or first. It's up to you. Um, I'll go last. Ooh, okay, bold choice, but I like it because I don't. I have to think of something. I I, uh, I have I haven't had much time to geek on anything, but uh, yeah, I'll think of something ambitious. In that case, hey Joe, yeah. What have you been geeking on this week? I've uh my I backed a Kickstarter a while back called Control, which is a uh, it's a card game where the the idea is you're a bunch of time travelers and you've fallen into an alternate dimension, and the first person to get enough fuel for the uh, spaceship to return to the real timeline wins, and, and uh, that finally came this week, and so I'm really excited about it. That's, that actually so, sounds really good. Yeah, it's a really nice. It's a very quick game. Um, each round only takes five to fifteen minutes to play. Um, but there's four hundred yeah. rounds. No, there's a <laughs> maximum of three. Oh, okay. Forty-five minute game. Look at that. How big is your game room now? I feel like you've been buying games steadily for like the last four years. Um, I don't know. I got I got probably ten. That doesn't match my math. Right. Well, it doesn't. It also doesn't answer your question. Right. How big, but, how big is your game room? I got probably ten. Oh, kind of got about large, about 10. larger than a loaf of bread. Yeah, what, what does ten mean? <laughs> yeah. that, that's Cartoon got, Joe for you. Feet. <laughs> ten, ten games. I have ten, about ten metric. Games. I have about eight. eight games. <laughs> nice baker's dozen. <laughs> uh, Nick, what about you? What are you geeking on this week? Oh, I'm I'm lousy. This is an honest truth. I have been absolutely covered up with uh, all things non-geekery and fun. Um, so I'm going to go back to <laughs> my reliables of uh, I finished uh, Nick Offerman's Gumption book, and I now I can officially say I recommend it. Um, definitely check that out. I've been I've enjoyed that little bit of uh, comedic history. Um, whether you like him as an actor or not, he's. Uh, Pretty cool, um, easily digestible author. So I would recommend that for some some light reading with a little humor and a dose of history. So Nick Offerman's book, Gumption, check it out if you got the time. Because <laughs> I have not even turned on a TV in five days except for a little football. Uh, Rye, how about you, man? I am, going to, I am going to make this something I mention on the podcast every week until you fuckers listen to it. <laughs> 
there is a oh, I, I, I'm sorry. And I, I did listen to the first two episodes of My Dad Wrote a Porno. Perfect. I can stop mentioning it now. Yeah, I did do that. I, I didn't know if it qualified for full geekeration because it did was it make a few you days piss ago. your pants? Uh, I have a, a strong like uh, urethra or whatever that is. So no, but I, I really? laughed really hard. How do you it's, how do you know you have a strong urethra? I don't know. Is that what keeps you from peeing? Like if you like, like that's your stop pee reflex. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not a doctor. No, that's that's uh, a prostate. That that I, well, is it supposed to be swollen to the size of a grapefruit, or is that bad? No, oh, no, man. You got man. issues, I think brother. Should, I think you should go to the doctor, man. <laughs> Either way, it was really funny. Um, it, I enjoy British humor anyway, but you, you were right. It is damn funny and worth checking out. Ed, the concept of the podcast is that there is a guy whose dad, who is in his sixties, um, read the Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh shit! And said, "If if she can make a billion dollars, I can make a billion dollars." And he of wrote course. he wrote an erotic novel. Oh! And gave it to his son, who promptly got two of his buddies, and they read a chapter an episode. Oh my god! And it is just—it's it's it's exactly what you imagine it to be. At some point, I'm I'm on the second to the last episode of the first Belinda Blinks book, and <laughs> at one point, uh, uh, the the line, uh, he took off his clothes and grabbed her cervix. Ah, oh, there you go. Which, which is weird. I didn't think you could do. <laughs> no, it's uh, yeah. It'd be like saying he took off his clothes. And grabbed her thought bubble, or or grabbed her urethra. His urethra <laughs> can't really grab the urethra uh-uh. either. Yeah. So, I think I could probably write a yeah, maybe I could write a novel. I'm thinking it's of- it's really funny. I mean, it, it takes some serious liberties with um, yeah, the human grammar, anatomy, grammar. That's anatomy, the one. Syntax. Um, at one point, he describes uh, her breasts to hang like pomegranates. Hmm, there you go. Very biblical. Which. Uh, Sure. I think is good. That's is it good? <laughs> so, but that's what I've been geeking on. I have, Does uh, anyone stand proud like the Tower of Gilead? <laughs> I don't, not yet, but, <laughs> okay, but there's still two okay. chapters left. It's short episodes, and they're they're pretty funny. If you're, you have some windshield time in front of you, I would check that out. Well, that's but does life. it ever? And does it ever get like good? You know, like. Uh, oh, it, it gets very vivid. Yeah, um, but I I, good never, is that's a bit ambitious, right? Yeah, it's um. What's it's, the? Oh, that's funny, man. It's interesting to it, say the least. And, the, and it's, check out the first one sometime. You'll know right away if it's the humor's up your alley. But it's pretty I fun. I'll check it out, man. Uh, so Ed, we, we've came to you. Well, you know, I haven't been really doing much, man. I mean, I haven't been like uh, I haven't had much time to geek out. Um, but there is this book that I'm slowly reading that uh, uh, I gave uh, I, I gave a. Uh, 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 a little shout out on the cover um, after I read some 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 chapters a while ago, and uh, it's called American Witches, and it's a small book uh, by this uh, author named Susan Fair, and it's called, it's a broomstick tour through four centuries, and it's basically like this really really well written, really cool, and fun and creepy ass. Uh, book about American witches, and it has some 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 uh, Blair Witch stuff in there, which is really cool. But uh, 
I just want to give a shout out to Susan because she's a, a really uh, incredible historian, and uh, it's a it's a really fun book, and uh, I, I re- highly recommend it. So is it is it a fiction or novel, or is it more of a no? Like, it's a it, it's it, it's history, which okay, is sweet. which is even yeah. That's the thing. It's like it's it's uh it's history. It's like really fun and creepy and and very entertaining history, which is you know very hard to do. Um, but, but it's, it's great. It's great. It's on, it's on Amazon. So if you guys want to check it out, it's called American. See, Witch. You get it. You get the game. That's exactly how you geek out. Just like that. And what, yeah. what's the full author's name again? Susan fair. Fantastic. So, we'll put yeah. it in the show notes. You bet. Yeah. You guys should check it out. Well, uh, thanks for, thanks for coming on our little show. We appreciate it, man. That was a lot of fun. Hey. Hey man, anytime, anytime. I'm always around. We uh we will probably more than likely take you up on that offer. Sweet man, yeah, I'd love to be back. <laughs> uh, Thanks best, for taking some time, man. That was a lot of fun. Uh, anywhere uh, uh, our listeners can get a hold of you. I mean, I'm on uh, Facebook, Hacks and Films, H A X A N, and then I'm on Twitter uh, under Sanchez on the mic. Because I ra- I do a little rapping on the side, yeah, like Mike D, <laughs> naturally, yeah, yeah. So I just felt that was a very natural kind of handle for me. No, it's just a, you know, I just uh, Eduardo Sanchez wasn't available, so uh, yeah, Sanchez on the mic, and then you know, so I'm, you know, I'm always around and you know doing something. Well, have fun with it. Awesome, man. All right, guys. Good luck with the new projects. Yeah, we'll talk thanks to you a down lot. the road. See you guys. Have a good one. Yeah, you too. Bye. That was Eduardo. Sanchez. And there you go. That's 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 our guy, Ed Sanchez of Blair Witch fame and co-director promoting of, the uh, new Blair Witch Project. So it's awesome. And uh, are we right? Executive producer of the new movie, or uh, just I believe producer? executive producer of the uh, of the one that's coming out uh, this weekend that this episode airs. So. so there you go. Check it out and let us know what you think of the new Blair Witch movie and this show. Yeah, leave us some reviews on iTunes. Oh, we'll cover and that. Like and subscribe. We'll cover that in the plugs. There's probably going to be plugs. They're they're always right after we do this bit. Yeah, you should probably stay for them. If you have listened to the show before, you are most likely familiar with the guys from Wayward Raven. And if you haven't listened to the show, you're going to have to just trust me on this one. These guys are the best and have some kick-ass wares over at waywardraven.com. So head over there and check them out. Use our discount code NECKBEARD and save yourself some dollar bills. If you don't get enough of Geek Cast Joe, check me out on my other show, This Freakin' Show, at thisfreakinshow.com. If you like what we do or you want to harass us, be sure to check us out on Twitter at GeekCast Live, GeekCast Ride, GeekCast Base, GeekCast Joe, and GeekCast Nick. If you want to check out our podcast, be sure to go to gcl.ninja. Want to check our Facebook out and interact with us? GeekCast Live is what you got to search for. And be sure to check us out on iTunes. Give us five stars. Lie if you have to. If you like what we do and want even more of it, support the show at Patreon.com. Patreon is a website that allows listeners like you to support your favorite artists, musicians, and high-functioning creatives. So head on over to Patreon and search GeekCast Live today. In a poll where Professor Xavier, Luke Skywalker, and Garfield the Cat were all asked, what is their favorite coffee? 
None of them answered because they're all fictional characters. But if they could, they would have said Death Wish Coffee, the world's strongest coffee. Be sure to check them out at deathwishcoffee.com and be sure to hit them up on the iTunes or Google Play. Check out Death Wish Coffee. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to episode 335 of the GeekCast Live podcast. I'm your host, GCR, and this week's bit of bass is Delta Heavy, Punish My Love. Dig it. And I don't want to be without your love 